Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and today I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, slash my co-host, Devin. And today we're going to be sharing our views and insights on the sixth episode of The Last of Us, the new HBO original series which has been phenomenal so far. Um, as two gamers uh, ourselves, we give it the the gaming seal of approval, which we often don't get to do with a lot of video game adaptations. But episode six of The Last of Us is titled Ken. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics, that is optics with an X, or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, I would ask you how your three-day weekend was, but <laughs> you told me you don't have President's Day off, but how was your weekend? Yeah, we don't care, we don't care about the presidents, apparently. Guess not. But yeah, how was your weekend, buddy? It was, it was a pretty solid weekend. Got some good gaming in. There's a lot of games out right now, so it's important to try to get through those. I saw you were playing uh, Hi-Fi Rush today. I beat that this past weekend. Yeah, so I was... My plan this three-day weekend was to beat it this three-day weekend prior to Monday, which we're recording on here today, uh, the day after The Last of Us uh, Episode 6 premiere, but... I, I had a crazy weekend, Devin. I, I went out for a night on the town on Friday with a few friends. And Saturday, I went to my first uh, hockey game, went to my first Predators game, which was a lot of fun. And then I got swindled into going back downtown <laughs> on Saturday, but didn't stay out as late on Saturday um, as I did on Friday. And then Sunday, I kind of just hung around and chilled. I watched three movies this weekend. It's a lot of movies that I bought during the holiday season during Black Friday that I just did not get a chance to watch. So I watched uh, The Edge of Seventeen. Brilliant movie, of course. Classic. Yes, it's uh, it's so good. Uh, then I watched Winter's Bone with Jennifer Lawrence, which is a movie I haven't seen. And I'd been meaning to catch it for a while. So um, I popped the, uh, the Blu-ray in for that. And then I watched Fences, which, of course, is amazing uh, based off a of play, which, yeah. So I was just I was in a Haley Seinfeld, <laughs> excuse me, Haley Steinfeld, not Seinfeld. I was in a Haley Steinfeld viola davis and jennifer lawrence kind of moved this weekend so queens we have presidents and then queens as well exactly exactly that that's how i spent my my sunday and then today we've been playing through high fi rush i am doing a review for it on critics play games over on that youtube channel um i was able to get a review code which is awesome so i've been trying to play through it um i'm towards the end i, I have i have all the uh, the passcodes minus the the big bad the the last guy he's a he's a pretty difficult one not gonna lie pop that one on easy then huh no i'm kidding <laughs> i mean if you have to 
There's no shame. Got to get it done. Exactly. That's what I tell people. There is no shame in like playing a game on easy. If you're not sure if you're going to like it to begin with. Or, or if you're an adult who doesn't have as much free time to play video games as you used to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I did that with uh, Horizon uh, Forbidden West towards the end. Um, it, it was just I wanted to get through it because I just didn't have enough time. I bought that game the day it came out, like on launch day. And I finished it like maybe a week or two before God of War Ragnarok came out. Now God of War, I played on easy just because I was more familiar with the controls, but usually if the controls are janky or if you're trying to learn the mechanics of a game, I actually find that playing it on easy for a little bit does help. um, You understand like how everything works altogether. So you're not being like bombarded but I mean, normal is fine too. It's just, yeah. It, unfortunately, as you get older, you have more money to spend on video games and things of that nature, but you don't have enough time. Time is our greatest enemy. Yes. So, but other than that, yeah, I've been playing through Hi Fi Rush from towards the end. Uh, that was pretty much my uh, President's Day weekends. So, but it sounds like you had a lot of fun as well. But yeah, I'm just been. Playing it through, uh, I'm actually playing it on my PC just to get through the rest of it. Um, I don't know. I, I love the Xbox controller. Not saying I don't love the Steam Deck. I was just in a PC mood. And I got to get back to Hogwarts Legacy, of course, because I have not had time to play it at all. Yeah, I'm about I'm about 20 hours deep. It's, it's, it's pretty good so far. Look at you, Devin, on the Hogwarts train. Uh-oh, that's it just, insane. It just takes you away. Oh, Revelio all over. <laughs> Just spamming Revelio every second. Revelio. <laughs> Revelio, Revelio. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 a, I'm I'm just going to be like the baddest Slytherin you can ever be just to just to lean into the stereotype even more but even though we we our house does produce the most dark wizards but i made my guy look like kylo ren basically so he's got slytherin vibes but <laughs> he's a gryffindor kylo ren would be a slytherin 100 <laughs> percent. best of both worlds yeah best of both worlds but with all that housekeeping out of the way of course we are here to talk about episode six of the last of us that is now streaming on hbo max which is titled ken which is a very fitting name or title for this episode so before we get into our episode i want to let, to let everyone know how this goes down if you are new to the show welcome to film optics welcome to the show Love to have you here. We're happy that you are here. So the way we usually get into our review segment is that we get into our initial reactions first, which is our non-spoiler section. Then we'll head into our spoiler section and we'll let you guys know well in advance before we head into our spoilers. Then we'll hit a little bit of trivia along the way within the spoiler section um, from just a few facts that we've noticed, a few Easter eggs, if you will. Then we'll get our final thoughts in our ratings, and then it's time to say our goodbyes. So, with all that said, we'll be right back after this introduction to The Last of Us, Episode 6.
And we are back with our The Last of Us Episode 6 review. Again, that is titled Ken. And man, oh man, what an episode this was. Coming in and around an hour time uh, time frame or runtime, I should say. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I've been, you know, all over the place this weekend. But yeah, coming in with an hour uh, time frame altogether or runtime. God, I did it again. But let's just uh, dive straight into our initial reactions here. I'm going to pass it over to Devin so we can give his initial reactions on episode six. So Devin, what did you think of this week's episode? The hits just keep on coming, man. Every episode, it's just, they're just knocking it out of the park so far. Um, really no issues. Uh, there's a couple of things here and there that you can complain about that maybe they could improve upon. But other than that, um, they're just really, it's it's evolution. We're going to keep saying that, but that's what it is so far. And this this episode is why you why you why uh, Pedro Pascal gets the big bucks. Like this is where he shows off his his acting chops because he is one of the best actors we have working right now. And this episode really shows it. Specifically, the uh, certain scene between him and Tommy, he just he just pours it all out, and you can just feel every word he's saying. You can you can hear it in his voice. Um, he's especially a good voice actor, obviously because of the Mandalorian. It's, it's all voice, no face. So he's perfected that. The story is moving at such a rapid pace, it feels like, but it just makes it more exciting because you're you're getting from from setting to setting, and you're just seeing these plot lines be hit be touched upon, and but they're not very they're not like lingering, like um, like maybe a a certain show like The Walking Dead would like spend a whole season in one area and then go somewhere else the next season. The, the show's staying on the tracks the whole time, and they're not gonna try to squeeze out eight seasons of this, which is one thing that I, I love so far. So I could not agree more, Devin. Uh, every single episode so far has been like fantastic. And it just goes to show that, you know, video game adaptations, at least when it comes to story driven video games can be adapted correctly with the right team behind it. You have this, we've been tuning in every single week, you know, uh, for anyone who is new here, Devin and I um, are, uh, you know, we've played the first game. Devin has not played the second game yet, but there are a lot of references, especially in this episode, that are laying the tracks down for season two, which HBO did announce that The Last of Us is getting a season two, which will cover the second uh, game altogether. And... At first, I was kind of confused when they said that, but now that we're getting these, you know, these major changes when it comes to adaptations, there's a lot of things that they kind of shuffle around here with this episode in particular. Um, you know, this episode starts off where we are finally in Jackson, Wyoming, um, in the commune um, of Jackson, Wyoming, and Joel has finally uh, reunited with his brother, Tommy. And a lot of the events still play out the same way, a little bit different. But again, you know, this is for television. And we've said before that if you are going to adapt this beat for beat, that would be fine. But I think Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann, especially Neil Druckmann, I feel like this has been not necessarily hard for him, but more of a challenge because, you know, he's working in television 
when it comes to, you know, this is his baby. And, you know, he's been very open to suggestions. Uh, Neil and Craig get along swimmingly. Um, at least that's what it sounds like from the Last of Us podcast episodes. I've not wa- I listened to this week's episode for episode six just yet. Uh, I was playing some Hi-Fi Rush earlier, but uh, <laughs> but I'm definitely oh, going to yeah. get around to it. Yeah, um, I w- I'm definitely going to get around to it, but um, I did watch heavy spoilers breakdown of the episode. But overall, like you said, Devin, it's you know, it's it's hit after hit. You know, we could sit here and talk about the small little gripes um, all throughout, you know, this this entire season. But I've never seen The Walking Dead, but I know of what happens. And we've seen time and time again where TV shows end up overseeing their welcome. And, you know, they did not, you know, the showrunners for... The Last of Us did not want to run into that because, like Devin said, yes, if it, if it was Walking Dead, Jackson would have been a whole season. They would have had a whole season in Jackson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, there there actually there were communes just like Jackson in Walking Dead. It would be a whole season of, I think I forgot what it was called. But it was yeah. So it's uh, I I love what they did with the commune, and like I actually read up on this for the commune itself. Um, you know that that is. Again, planting the seeds for season two. Um, you know, we don't really get this, we don't see the commune in 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 the first game. Like when you meet Tommy in the game, um, it's at the power plant in Jackson, but you're not at the actual commune. So the way that Neil and Craig are able to shuffle things around, I think it's been fantastic and like you said you know pedro pascal he's probably coming for that emmy him and bella if they're not both nominated that something went very wrong oh absolutely it's i'm telling you man it's gonna be fantastic we're gonna have white lotus i think white lotus is gonna show up we're we're gonna have it's gonna be hbo all over again they usually dominate or netflix from time to time but it's usually hbo Um, at the Emmys, but yeah, they definitely both Bella and Pedro deserve a um a nomination alongside with House of the Dragon, of course. My 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 love, my 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 muse, um, alongside with The Last of Us, of course. I'm I'm so torn. I'm like, honestly, if, if either or ended up winning, I wouldn't even care for like if it was like best drama series because they're both great in my eyes. Um, uh, there's a few title, uh, time jumps here, which I know Devin appreciates those, those title cards. So <laughs> Thank you. he absolutely, <laughs> he absolutely loves them, but hopefully for season two of the house of the dragon, I think they are going to be moving away from the time jumps. They said everything is just going to be happening in real time. So hopefully Devin will have a better time on that side, but I'll uh, just get back to my quick thoughts really, uh, uh to kind of wrap up on that. It's it's been amazing. I absolutely love this episode. Um, no infected this episode, but you know we haven't seen a lot of infected. They've been sprinkled throughout the show. And Craig did say that this is, uh, or you know, this adaptation is about the you know the people. And we get a lot of scenes. Um, you know, as we said before on ev- uh, other episodes, Mike is not with us this week, but you know, word for word, bar for bar that type of thing. And it's just been, it's been a, it's been a treat. I, I was actually going to bring that up about the infected. It's like the one kind of 
weak spot if you were to, were to call it one where i would have liked like one or two infected sprinkled in this episode i know last episode there was the big yeah big pothole of infected that came out but i feel like this episode would have been nice if there was one at the college campus that they could have fought off and i think heavy spoilers actually mentioned that he said it's probably his not his biggest gripe but it's like a small gripe that he wishes that was a part of the show because there are like yeah like it it may just sound like oh you know you're just fighting infected at least in the video game but like there are a lot of great sequences with uh the infected in the video games i think that's just my my small little gripe as well but it's so minuscule yeah we really haven't had like we haven't had like a intimate like one-on-one encounter since that first clicker from episode two like those are the kind of moments that we we hopefully get more of yeah, and no more uh, flashbacks, um, as for now, at least, because we have three more episodes. This is only nine episodes altogether, and we know where the story's heading, obviously, but it's it's been really great so far. But I feel like we can get into our spoilers, unless you had something else you wanted to mention before we get into our spoilers. Let's dive in. How hard would it be to leave Jackson after that long journey they were on? At least stay a week. Like get some get some showers, some good food, watch some movies. Like they have it all. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sing some tunes, you know. Place. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they have any old school consoles in tw- <laughs> during that time. I'm sure they do, but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. It's just you know, there's no game developers out there, so <laughs> that'd be pretty funny if there was. They might have an old PlayStation laying around, uh, one or two of them, but. Before I get any further, let's just go into our spoilers here because that's what we're, you know, kind of just uh, leaning towards. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is your first spoiler warning for episode six of The Last of Us again. That is your second spoiler warning for episode six of The Last of Us. So, if you haven't seen it and been listening up to this point, turn back now, go watch it, and then come back and listen to the rest of our episode. So um, before, cause I was getting a little bit ahead of myself altogether, but to answer your question, Devin, yes. Like if I was in that situation, heck if, if the world actually ended up like that, I love how they just took Jackson um, Wyoming from part two and just ripped it straight in to the show. It looks fantastic. It looks like a place I would probably comfortably live in if we were to live in that world because the infected don't like colder climates anyway. They more thrive in, in the spring and the summer climates, but it's insane. I absolutely love how they were able to just recreate everything. And I was reading that most businesses in the town uh, signed agreements uh, regarding the show's impact um, with like production paying between like, I think it's like a thousand Canadian dollars between a thousand and 1500 per day, which is actually pretty cool. It's, it's just, I, I thought it was mind blowing what they were able to recreate from the game. Cause it looks just like it. And I was like, wow, this makes so much sense that they were able to throw this in to the show. But yeah, let's get into spoilers here. It's there's just there's a lot to cover, but obviously, you know, we know that Joel has finally reunited with Tommy. And this event, the events of this episode 
cover from when they first go to Jackson all the way until they get to uh, Eastern Colorado State University where Joel gets impaled. Um, it happens a little bit differently. Like Devin has said, a few of the events is not really quick time events, but they're able to kind of condense some things. I guess, you know, we're not showing as much action and or slash, you know, gameplay from the games. You're able to kind of trim that fat down because I was trying to figure out where they were going to end this episode. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just, you know, right after Ellie finds out that Joel wants to pawn her off on um, on Tommy and the rest of the commune. But it's like, oh, no, they took it a little bit further because they were in Jackson for like, what, maybe a day or two, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, they definitely kind of just had a little sleepover and then went on their way. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess you, know, you get a nice hot shower, hot meal. You can't get too comfortable because then you'll never leave. I think that's the danger of living in a commune. You know, you just have to, especially for travelers, they just have to, you, you know, just, just stay for like a night or two. It's like, all right, you know, my, my belly's full. It lasts me about a week. You know, we got some supplies and then we're on our way. But I was looking into a bit of the uh, trivia here for this episode, and I really adore how we were able to see the commune almost just function as like a normal city where you have Tommy who has to kind of abandon his belief saying, oh, you know, like we're not, you know, we're not communists and, you know, all, all that stuff and his wife's like well we are a commune <laughs> and then joe's like mm, yeah like yeah she's right but what i really wanted to get your opinion on was the um i i think that the one at least one of the s- scenes in this episode where joel is pretty we see a vulnerable side of joel that we've never seen before in the games where joel is older than tommy He's around 50, I believe, and he's going deaf. He's moving slower, and he's afraid that he's not able to tackle the responsibility of protecting Ellie because now he does view her as a daughter, and they are comfortable with each other. We kind of see where Ellie is, you know, she's latched onto Joel as a parental figure, but even when they get to the commune, she doesn't want to leave his side like she does not want him to be out of sight but i think it was pretty awesome we get our we get our first workshop technically joel does a little upgrade for his boots and then just gets new ones oh i tried to do some upgrade for his boots (laughs) i was like this is insane he was so frustrated but man it's how good was that scene was just incredible though yeah just like you said the vulnerability he showed in that scene just you could hear it in every every word that came out. You just heard how desperate he was, and like, because he's blaming himself for all these times that he's freezing. I liked how they showed that earlier in the episode with the dog, where mm. Ellie was in danger because the dog easily could have sensed that she was infected, but Joel didn't do anything. He froze. He didn't know what to do in that moment, and just let it happen. Um, and he feels the same way about when um, the kids like up on him in the laundry area mm. in the. In that episode, he just feels like he's freezing and he, he's not good enough to 
protector, and that's definitely a a job or a a feeling I imagined um, dads would have as far as protecting their their kin, which is obviously the name of the episode. I like how we're able to see a more vulnerable side of Joel because, like you said, um, when they are crossing the river of death or even before then, you know, when the entire first um, scene of the episode, it's essentially recapping what just happened with Sam and Henry. And then we kind of cut to three months later. It's so powerful how Joel, you, you see that Joel has to pretend not to be scared so that Ellie isn't scared. But Joel and Ellie are so similar. Um, obviously, the more time that they spend with each other, and you know, we get a little bit more with Sarah as well in this episode, where you know, it's even though Ellie isn't um, Joel's flesh and blood, and even though Ellie isn't Sarah, and I like how you know he's. It's not that he's trying to replace. Sarah with Ellie, but he does recognize that this is someone that he can see taking care of. Um, even after, you know, they 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 make their their journey across the the country because they kind of talk about that, saying, "Hey, you know, like, what would you want to do after all this is over?" <laughs> and Joel wants to live on a farm and raise some sheep. <laughs> And we, for those who are tuning into the show for the first time, you learned that Joel wanted to be a singer as well. We got we got to hear those pipes at some point. I think so. It, it actually, if if you can actually hear Bella Ramsey's pipes on YouTube, she has like a I don't know if you would, if you would call it like a secret YouTube channel, but um, she sounds pretty good. Definitely sounds really really good. But speaking of pipes, um, Craig Craig Mason's daughter was actually. Uh on one of the songs in the soundtrack for this episode. Really? I did not know that. Interesting. They talked about that in the after show podcast. See, I did not. Oh yeah. See, I didn't listen to that um, yet, but I love how we're even, even the score because they're like, they're playing with a score a little bit where there are like certain um, score sets where I've noticed that don't really happen until the end of the first game and they kind of repurpose it for this episode but i also enjoy how we're able to take a little bit of a breather from obviously last week's episode this is in a way a palate cleanser kind of but it is more of just recollecting yourself and it's you know the whole entire episode they they change a few things here and there but it still works. And I think you're right, Devin, when it comes to expanding the story or like, you know, cause obviously with the video game, like, yes, it is a story driven video game, but you can only spend so much time with cutscenes before you have to get back to the action, before you have to get back to killing clickers and, you know, making shivs and upgrading your weapons. But I really enjoy how they're able to, give a lot of these characters deeper meaning, see different layers that we're not really able to see in the game or certain scenes that didn't necessarily work in the game that work in the show or certain concepts that just didn't work out for the game as well. And I think that's a very special thing, how it's 
I think I said in a few episodes back where it's like the uncut or the quote unquote director's cut version for a different medium. But was there anything else? I, I've been talking here for a while. I'm sorry. <laughs> I kind of took over this week's episode. But was there anything else you wanted to mention before we get into our final thoughts and our ratings in our spoiler section here? Yeah, I think we covered most of it. Pretty straightforward episode for the most part. Um, got from point A to point B. And then I guess we can talk about that cliffhanger at the end where, yeah. where Joel has a bit of a stab wound he has to deal with. Yes. So in the game, um, as for people who do not know, um, Joel does, um, he is injured the same way. But it's more, I guess you could say it's more dramatic in the game. But again, this isn't the game. So he still gets punctured. It's just... Again, they're condensing a lot of things. And I think this is what Heavy Spoilers was talking about. Like, I wish we would have been able to see a little bit more of some of those scenes play out. But it's something I can easily forgive slash overlook because the changes that, that they have made have been, like, like, well done. But when it comes to, I guess, like, some of the events that happen a little bit quicker in the show versus... The game, that's just kind of how it is, but they were somehow managed they managed to fit all of that into one episode. I'm like, well that is that does technically happen all towards like the same part of the game, really. Once you finally reunite with Tommy, um Ellie runs away in the game when she finds out that Joel wants to dump uh her onto Tommy in the commune, but and this one, it's <laughs> I I love how you know they they had the conversation um, where you know Ellie's trying to figure out like you know oh is this all what girls were thinking about you know before you know uh, I was going to say well yeah before the pandemic essentially or the infected game and um, I <laughs> I think the funniest part of this entire episode was where uh, the day after the conversation with him and ellie and he asks ellie or he tells ellie you know like you deserve to have a choice he's like you can either go with me she's like let's go <laughs> yes let's go dad <laughs> like she did not give it a second thought and i love it sorry tommy how, yeah <laughs> but it's but that's also another change they made um what's her name maria is pregnant in this yes episode we found yeah. out Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maria is pregnant in this episode, and this is where, this is also where Ellie finds out about Sarah in the game. But it is nice how Maria had another child prior named Kevin, and they were able to tie everything just so well. It's like a an episode where we're able to like breathe just for a little bit and just flesh out these characters even more. I'm just so happy this exists, man. Like. <laughs> I'm like, finally, they're pulling it off. They're doing it. I know. Like, oh my gosh. I'm like, people were, you know, some, some people were that I was talking to. I did a review with, um, JD Duran over at in session on their podcast about the first five episodes. I think we're going to do another one once the season finale hits and he had never played the games. And he was wondering, you know, like, is it just going to be, you know, them meeting new people? Then those people kind of die at the end. And all, all I could tell him was that 
you know, you're going to be very interested in what's happening moving forward because, you know, there are going to be people that you, you run across that are just going to die in this world. And during the beginning of this episode where, you know, they have the dog that's trying to sniff like the cordyceps on them. And like, that was scary. And it's like, Joel, like you said, Joel didn't know what to do. He's like, I, he's like, you know, we've made it this far, not by luck, but by, you know, pure instinct. But when you're put in like a almost darn near impossible position, you know, Ellie can't just like pull out her switchblade. Like they're (laughs) surrounded by people on horses that are pointing guns at them. Like there's no escaping this. But yeah, it's been crazy. I apologize. I've been ranting and raving here for a long time. So let's get into our final thoughts and our um our final thoughts for this episode. Um, and then I assume for ratings, we're I feel like we're both on the same page. But Devin, what are your final thoughts for this episode? Yeah, I think we we covered all of it. Just kind of another another solid entry. Uh, especially after coming off of last episode. I like how they acknowledged the ending of last episode and the beginning of this one. So it's like kind of a acknowledgement as to the journey we went through last episode and how heartbreaking it was and we're not just quickly moving on to the next thing like sam and henry still exist and that still happened um just some time has passed um and i like how we're going from setting to setting we're not lingering too much on one place or one character just we're just getting through the story and and doing it well mm-hmm. definitely yeah a lot of my um final thoughts pretty much in line with Devin's. um it's been it's been a great ride so far and I'm just, I'm, I'm happy that this exists because it's just, you don't get a lot of people you know, like there's games media and whatnot, but you know, when, when you're able to adapt one of the greatest video game stories ever told it, it, I feel like it means something, especially it, it really makes me wonder what they could have done with uncharted <laughs> to be completely honest. Like, if anything, Uncharted also should have been a series because that would have been pretty awesome to see. Like, I mean, heck, Craig Mason, if you're listening, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> like, let's 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 keep it going with uh, with Uncharted and um, yeah, I think those are yeah, Uncharted, The Last of Us, or like Naughty Dogs. Like, I guess you could say more mature games because they that is a studio that kind of matured with its original audience from like the crash bandicoot days but yeah um just going back for the last of us it's it's been fantastic i love the changes that that they've been making and it makes it makes this world feel more real and yeah just just a job well done done by everyone and i'm curious to see how certain how they handle certain events um within these past within the last three episodes and yeah, just just bring it on. <laughs> also, apparently, approximately three hundred extra extras were used, as well as horses during that scene when they were all being surrounded, which is pretty cool. I want a vacation to this to Jackson. Seems like a nice little place, dude. I'm telling you, man, that place looks like it's maybe not heaven, but like I could def I would definitely love like I would live there. It's like the sure. outbreak never happened. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, you're, I mean, yeah, you're, you're living in the cold, but it's probably going to be cold mostly throughout the year. Might have to deal with some infected, but it seems like a pretty uh, perfect situation. I wonder, well, they shot this in Canada, which 
was amazing. I love how they were able to to capture that moment or capture that essence of Jackson, Wyoming. And that is a wrap on today's episode. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X to stay in the know. And make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend. Whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other, make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics podcast with a movie lover in need. And really quick, let's take a sneak peek at what's coming up on the show within the coming weeks. So what's on deck? We have our episode seven of The Last of Us coming up um of course we're going to be covering the rest of that weekly and we're also going to be covering cocaine bear which will be hitting theaters um the this is the last week of february last full week of february yeah so the last full week of february on the 24th so we're definitely going to be uh, covering that for you guys and creed three creed trace all together so i'm very excited for that and what's out right now you can listen to our episodes one through five review of the last of us that is up on our podcast as well as our ant-man and the wasp quantum mania review and our velma review which i uh did a solo episode of that so definitely go check out those and more that you can kind of scroll through all of our episodes see what we've been up to this year and man oh man but whoo We're just getting started. March is going to be a crazy, crazy month, but we're going to get through it. We got The Mandalorian Season 3 around the corner and so many other movies I'm very, very excited to talk about. Again, thank you all for listening. And remember, if you enjoy the show, kindly leave us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. My name is Christian, and that was Devin signing off, and we'll see you all again in the next one.